Tim Shee. He is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce, and he joins us here in our Third Street Market Hall studio. Hi, Tim. Thanks for being here. Happy Halloween, John. Happy Greg. Halloween. Did you dress up yesterday? As myself. That's a pretty good costume. <laughs> I would have guessed that if I would have seen you. You're dressed up like Tim Sheehy. Hey, I wanted to ask you about the, the, a couple questions about the Bucks. The season is underway. The Bucks are 2-1. and one. They're on the road for the first time tonight. And the article from Forbes magazine is out today ranking the NBA teams. A couple of numbers to start the conversation. The Bucks' valuation went up 39% since last year. So almost 40% in one year. And at the same time, the Bucks went from the... 15th most valuable franchise to the 20th. So they were actually, while their net value was growing, leapfrogged by San Antonio, Atlanta, Sacramento, Cleveland, and Denver. You're kind of a numbers guy. When you hear some of these numbers, what comes to mind? You know, what comes to mind is I'm always surprised by both the valuation of the Bucks and the Brewers because both are playing in the smallest market to host NBA basketball, the smallest market to play Major League Baseball in. So naturally, you would think their valuations are down on the bottom. But we both outperform in terms of valuation, in terms of attendance. Um, I'd like to see us outperform in terms of championships. Uh, but but it's really a testament to Milwaukee and how well-suited these teams are for um, the community um, and what a value they are. You know, Tim, I think another interesting part of – the study here from Forbes is that while the Bucks' valuation is up 39%, they actually had an operating loss last year. They were one of three teams. Maybe it's a better question for the Bucks, but what do you think contributes to that? Um, Giannis yeah. <laughs> uh, and Damian Lillard, and I think it's a testament, again, to the ownership. They're willing to spend money. They're willing to stay. I don't want to say lock themselves in, but they're willing to stay in that category of teams where they pay a tax for uh, being over the salary cap. And so, I think, again, small market, owners willing to, to swallow that salary tax cap in order to put a team on the field and compete. And I think that's great news for the fans. Tim, 10 years ago when people asked about Milwaukee, knowing I was from Milwaukee, I would never talk about the Bucks. It wasn't part of the conversation. It just wasn't. How often is somebody like you who sells the city – do you talk about the Bucks? Do you talk about Fiserv? Do you talk about Deer District? Is that part of the conversation and narrative now when you talk about things that make our city great? It, it is certainly around the U.S., but was surprising to me, and I've been to China 14, 15 times, is the global reach of basketball and seeing people in China wearing a, a Bucks jersey, seeing people in South America wearing a Bucks jersey. So it's not just the play in the U.S., um, which you kind of expect because – um, you'll hear a cab driver talk about the Bucks, but going all over the world and see, seeing people wear basketball jerseys or jerseys with Milwaukee on is really a testament to the global nature of the sport and the brand it, brand ambassador it is for Milwaukee. I know it's your good news topic of the week, but since we're talking about the Bucks and global, Manpower is also global right here in Milwaukee. And you teamed up with Manpower and the Bucks to put on a bit of a career fair this week. We did. It was really in recognition of Manpower's 75th anniversary and talk about a global brand. I think they're one of the largest employers in the world, one of a half a dozen Fortune 500 companies headquartered here. And Manpower is all about human talent and human capital. And so um, we put on an event with the Bucks and Manpower. And one of the students really coined this phrase really well I can't be what I can't see. 
And so there may have been kids in the audience that have NBA potential, but for the rest of us, what do we do? So this exposed them to careers and jobs um, across the Bucks organization, from accounting to marketing to customer service, so they could really see um, jobs that they might not see that are so, that are important to, and sometimes more important than what goes on in the court. What is the region of choice pledge? So the region of choice pledge is a pledge by 130 companies that employ 120,000 people in southeastern Wisconsin that wanted to figure out how to up their game so they would be more attractive to uh, a diverse workforce. And so they committed to specific goals. And the good news is that four years into this five-year pledge, they've both exceeded the goal when it comes to overall employment uh, for black and brown talent and exceeded the goal for management talent. And the most interesting thing to me is when you look at all the companies in Metro Milwaukee, the companies that signed the Region of Choice Pledge had increased their employment by 16% for black and brown talent against 4%. So it's really about sharing best practices and becoming a, 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 a better place to recruit and retain talent. We're looking at the housing market numbers here, Tim, and it's always in the news Obviously, it's a, the barrier of entry is a little more challenging these days than it was several years ago. However, if you do own a home, you've likely seen some growth here. Uh, in certain Milwaukee area neighborhoods, are seeing significant growth. Yeah, I think uh, West Ellis led the hit parade, as it were. Their uh, median home value was up something like 11% to 235000 So the good news is homes in Milwaukee are still relatively affordable compared to what they are in other cities across the nation. But... Fewer of them are being built, um, and you know, I, I think ninety percent of the um, mortgage holders are locked into mortgages under six percent. So there's a lot of value in there. Um, people don't want to seem to move as much with mortgage rates going up, but the scarcity is um, driving up housing values, and that's great for everybody. Tim Sheehy is with us in the studio. So Tim, I took a Milwaukee Food and City tour. This weekend, and it was so cool. I was so glad that I did that. We're not tourists often enough in our own city. One of the things that struck me when I was down by the public market a few blocks from here was the 333 building going up, was the Couture going up, and a lot of that is residential. What sort of folks are moving into those places? Are they people that are older like us, moving from the suburbs? Are they young professionals? How are they filling these beautiful new buildings? Well, I'll pick on myself as an example after living for 40 or 50 years in the suburbs, moving downtown, and I was stunned at the diversity of the building that we're in. It is um, older people that you'd expect whose kids are gone, but there's a diversity of um, age, range, and race. Um, I see a lot of Marquette dental students um, mm-hmm. as just a snapshot of, of what it is. So it's really an interesting mix. And, and Milwaukee has something like 30,000 people living downtown. We had a group in from Salt Lake City, and they were proud they had just gotten 5,000 residents downtown. So it's a place where Milwaukee is well ahead of the curve, and it's really changing the landscape downtown. Hey, Tim, in your estimation, is there a pretty good blend of you, you don't have to be a young urban professional to live downtown? You can be out of school, kind of working your way, trying to figure out how to make waves in your career but still afford to live down here? Yeah, young young families. And, and I think the biggest challenge is for young families, when their kids get to a point where they want to attend school, they want to find, like everybody else, a quality school. So we want to make sure, that's why we spend so much time on K-12 education, um, because you see a lot of people move in before they have kids, move out when they have kids, and move back. But I think what we're starting to see is more of a mix in the middle where people are actually having kids and staying. 
on our tour were a couple couples from Chicago, and our tour guide was fantastic. And one of them asked, what would an average condo in that building cost? And the number was given out. And they were stunned at how beautiful it is and how affordable it is compared to Chicago. It's significantly less to be part of a beautiful downtown. It, it, it is. But, um, you know, looking at some of the rents downtown from 3000 to 8000 a month is still stunning it's to a me. Lot. But yep. it isn't compared to other markets, and there are affordable apartments, but there are more and more coming online, and I think that's a, a continuing trend. All right. What's Tim Sheehy's good news of the week? Well, I don't have good news of the week, but I've got a little Halloween uh, joke for you. <laughs> we like jokes. Why do monsters eat ghosts? Or why, do, why don't monsters eat ghosts? Why don't monsters eat ghosts? I give up. Because they taste like sheet. Okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> that's good. Very nice. Thank you for being careful. S-H-E-E-T. Yeah, yeah. yeah well Thank done. you for Thank being you. careful yeah, with that. We appreciate that it. That Tim Sheehy is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. you got Sam laughing back there, so that's good stuff. Tim, thank you always for hanging out with us. You're welcome.